you tuned in to Fantasy Football Weekly, presented to your presented to you by your guys from Statlines Matter. Uh, we're here, like always. We ask you to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you'll know when we're going live. Uh, we're a little earlier today than the other weeks that we've attempted to do this, and I think we're going to take uh, the opportunity now to jump in to some of our breakdowns for this week. We're going to focus on three games, and then the guys are going to give you some start sits and answer any questions that you might have to get you through your daily fantasy and through your season long. The first game we want to break down is the Buffalo Bills 4-1 and one going to Kansas City. Uh, believe it or not, Kansas City is a home underdog in this game, which is saying a lot about the uh, Buffalo Bills. I would like to hear from you guys. I'll start with Anthony. Uh, what's your take on this from a fantasy perspective? The last time we saw these two teams step on the field in the divisional round last year, it was fireworks. One of the greatest games I've ever seen. I've been watching football since way back when. I'm not even going to age myself, but a long time ago. It was played very differently when I first started watching. Fireworks everywhere. Guys going crazy. Are you expecting that sort of thing, or do you expect the teams to tighten up on the defense and try to control the game a little bit more? Oh, uh, yeah, no, this rematch has definitely been highly anticipated. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't expect a game like we saw last uh, in the playoffs last season. I mean, the games like that just don't happen very often. That game was one for the ages. It was an instant classic. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we are still a little bit early in the season. So, yeah, I, I do expect the defenses to, to be a little bit tighter. Uh, you know, uh, guys a little bit less worn down early in the season. Things like that. I definitely expect these teams to play hard against each other. But Buffalo has been on fire. Casey's been doing what they can to keep up. But, uh, you know, I, from a fantasy perspective, I definitely say light up all of your Buffalo pieces. I think this is this still has the potential to be one of those barn burners big games that we saw at the end of last year. And, Rob, what about you? What's your what's your take on the game? Do you have anything on the Kansas City side? Are you, uh, are you running with anyone on Kansas City? Or are you, you taking a more cautious approach? Uh, obviously, Mahomes is, I would imagine, a must-start for you, and also Kelsey coming off the week he just the uh, the Sunday game he just had. Well, I mean, Mahomes it technically could be, you know, a must-start, but he is, uh, he believes he's eight thousand um, dollars. You know, that's his salary uh, on DK. Um, I would much rather play uh, a couple of other guys uh, in that, you know, in that same range, or perhaps even cheaper. Um, just given, like, I, I, I'm a believer in the Bills' defense. Now, from a from a how I believe the game is going to play out, I think you can play Mahomes, particularly in tournaments. He'll be probably less than 10% owned, particularly at that salary. And like I said, going up against uh, the Bills' defense, um, the numbers are obviously, you know, what they've been. Um, their tops and their top 10 in every single top five actually in every single category. Um, so I, I think you can start. Uh, Mahomes and I, obviously I think you can start Kelsey uh, against uh, you know at home I mean, and, then, and then obviously we know us looking at uh, looking at football for as long as we have we know people teams coming into uh, Arrowhead Stadium it's it's a difficult place to play it's a difficult place to come out and get a win um, so I think you can start you because we know where that ball is going and in, in, in fantasy football whether you're playing DFS or whether you're playing season long you need guys with the with the ball. You need targets. You need carries, and you need your quarterbacks obviously to produce in the ways that they do. Where you have a, a guy who scrambles or a guy who you know puts up a lot of passing attempts. You need those things. And so I think this game, I, I actually think the game is going to live up to not necessarily the the, the theatrics that we had um, last year, but I do see a game that somewhere around maybe. 
31, 28, somewhere around there. Um, I think that the 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 um the Shakir play is, is probably off now that uh that McKenzie's back. Um, but you know, McKenzie's averaging, I believe, five targets a game. So you probably wanna, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't spend five thousand dollars on on uh on McKenzie, which is what he costs. Um, but overall, I think that you can target your usual suspects. I think you can target obviously Diggs. I think you can target um, you know. Uh, Josh Allen is averaging a 4x. He's averaging 32 points a game. I don't see this Chiefs defense uh, slowing them down. Um, Chiefs defense are 24th. They have, they're, they're giving up 255 passing yards a game. Uh, they're 26 again. They're 26 in DK points um, uh, against QBs and wide receivers. So all of the all, all of the measurables are there if you want a green light. You know Josh Allen and your normal uh, your usual suspects for the Bills. Is it safe to say that we are staying away from Kansas City wide receivers, considering that it seems like all the key balls are going to uh, Kelsey, and he seems to be spreading it around um, pretty evenly, and so nobody's getting a lion's share of the targets, or at least so it seems to the eye. I haven't looked at the stats. Is it safe to say we're we're staying off of uh, Kansas City wide receivers for the time being, uh, Anthony? Yeah, you know um... – on the Casey side of the ball, I think that, you know, outside of Travis Kelsey, I think it's going to be a dark throw. You can absolutely light up on a flyer as like a maybe a flex play or a wide receiver three if you need to um, type of position. It, you're, you're looking at picking, you know, one of Juju, MVS, or McCole Hardman. Uh, CEH is a fine play uh, as, a, as a later flyer on your roster if you're try, trying to fill out your uh, starters for the week. You know, we got bye week starting this week too. Um, I think one of them is going to get the production. I'm just... Good luck picking which one. Right, um, right. Right, but one of them should walk away with some pretty solid uh, pretty solid day by the end of it. Uh, we got a question uh, from Jim Land. Uh, he's wanting to know about trading D. Smith. I think that's uh, Smith from um, from the Eagles. And uh, Harris for Kareem Hunt and Christian Kirk. What do you guys think, Rob? What is it, what is it again? I'm sorry. Um I want to say, uh, is it uh, Devontae Smith from the Eagles oh, and uh, Damian Harris from uh, the Patriots for Kareem Hunt and Christian Kirk? Um, he's trying to do the move for Kareem because he's because he's yeah he wants to know Kirk. if he wants to get those guys coming back in. Yeah, because the the the, the that running back is hurt. Uh, Smith, so C Christian Kirk. Oh, uh, that's actually. <laughs> I was initially I was going to say no. Um, you know, Devontae Smith, um, he's not necessarily boom or bust. Um, he's had uh, 11, uh, 11 targets last week, uh, four the week before, then 12 and seven. And he normally produces when he get, gets those targets. Um, Philly has one of the top, uh, Philly has, I believe, the top rated passer in the league in Jalen Hurts. Um, that's a, that's a really, that's a, actually a really, I'm, I'm a little bit stumped on that because, I, you know, Kareem Hunt does produce. But Nick Chubb leads the league in carries. Uh, but like I said, you know, when we, we started this broadcast, you know, they bring Kareem Hunt in to post those carries. So uh, and, and, and Christian Kirk, I actually have him in our season long and, and he's been fine. He didn't he didn't produce last week. Um, I would say I would probably say with with a little bit of reluctance, you can go ahead and do that because you've only got one guy. And Christian Kirk is gonna is gonna put up decent numbers to sort of because you're you're trading basically a number two, right? You're trading a number two because AJ Brown's a number one guy in uh in Philly, 
So you're trading number two. You're getting back a number number one in Christian Kirk. You're getting a guy that's on IR off your squad, and you're getting back uh, a pretty, you know, I mean, Kareem Hunt probably is probably getting an Anthony. You correct me if I'm wrong. You know, maybe 10 to 12 touches every single game. So I would probably go ahead and press the button on that. Um, and and last but not least, Philly is one of the uh, Philly's a team. They you know they're one of the top rushing teams in the league as far as. Uh, I believe they run the ball 52% of the time, if I'm not mistaken. So um, even though he does get those targets, Philly is a run-first ball club. So, uh, Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I think I think this is a slam-dunk trade, yeah. Uh, breaking it down, you're looking at it. Uh, Kareem Hunt, like you were watching, is, is the backup for Nick Chubb, who's having a fantastic year, absolutely. You know, Chubb's been kind of like the between-the-20s kind of runner. Uh, you get in, especially within the 10 uh, or 5 zone, um, and that, that becomes the Kareem Hunt zone. You know, uh, they like to give uh, give him the goal line carries and things like that. Um, and so Devontae Smith is really the key piece that you're losing here. And uh, you're getting back the number one receiver for a team that's starting to let Trevor Lawrence throw the ball a little bit. So is it going to be hit or miss with Kirk? Yeah, absolutely. But when Kirk goes off, he's going to go off and he will this season. He will. He has and he will continue to do so on occasion. So, yeah, um, so, I think it's a slam dunk, and it, and especially with Harris being hurt. Just to piggyback on on that, I, so I'm looking at Christian Kirk is getting 7.8 uh, targets a game, and uh, Devontae uh, Smith is getting 7.6. So to, to Anthony's point, it's a the more I think about it, the more I say, you know, before I was like a slow yes, but now I believe yes, you definitely make that trade. Well, okay, well, good. Um, that's awesome. Let's go to our next game uh, and break that down. A uh, big game in the NFC East. We have uh, the Cowboys at four and one, which is a little bit surprising considering they had a serious injury at quarterback. And then you have the uh, the Eagles at five and zero, oh, which I think is a little bit of a surprise. I think people thought they would be good this year, but five and zero, oh good last undefeated team. I don't know if anybody saw that coming. Um, Rob, I'll start with you. Give us some key. Um, players in this game uh and and with the matchup because that's a very uh two good defenses here so that would uh affect the effectiveness of some of the uh offensive uh, offensive talent yeah it is you know the, the so the 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 key here for me is you have the number one pass blocking line with philly according to pro football focus you have the number one pass blocking line against the number one pass rushing line with with dallas um, so, you know, for me, I think the key piece, I, I, I anticipate Philly being up on this, Philly being up in this game, they run the ball a decent amount. And that is if Dallas does have an Achilles heel, that will probably, will probably be their run defense. Um, and I think that they're, obviously they're going to be running the ball. They're, they're, Dallas has given up, I believe close to, um, five yards of carry. Miles Sanders is averaging that. Um, so I think that where you the, the guy that I will be looking at as far as on a, on a DFS side is the guy that's sort of been reliable um, throughout you know throughout the uh, the quarterback change and that's been and I won't necessarily say reliable but he's been able to produce and that's CD Lamb um, I would I would that's the guy I will be targeting in this game um, just due to uh, you because what we do know is that Dallas isn't going to run off to some twenty one point lead and if anything the game script is going to be Philly being up 
and Dallas having to throw the ball. And normally what we've seen is C.D. Lamb get his targets and get his touches more so in the second half, he gets his touchdowns when they're when they're forced to throw because they'll still. I mean, they they've been grinding it out with with Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott's carries have been way up, particularly over these past two three weeks. And but but that but come fourth quarter, you'll see that they you know obviously a lot of times they're forced to throw, and C.D. Lamb gets his numbers. So that's a guy that I will be looking at. Um, you can Miles Sanders carries have been up as of late. He's a guy that I and I and with Philly being a, one of the teams who runs the ball the most. And I believe they're second in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they could be number one, but I believe they're second in the league in, in rushing attempts. So Miles Sanders is a guy that you can look at. Um, now, A.J. AJ Brown actually has a good actually has a good uh, matchup, um, as, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. Um, Jordan Lewis uh, is supposed to be covering him for, covering him for about 13 snaps. Um, that gives him a 98 grade. And um, Anthony Brown is supposed to cover him for 16 snaps. That gives him a 92.6 grade. The question is, is that which is a, a 92.6 advantage in that um, in that in that matchup. So the question is just once again, and he, and he had similar grades last week against uh, Arizona, and he put up good numbers in that first quarter. But Philly chose to run that ball, uh, the, pretty much assault that game away. So um, yes, there, this, Philly has the matchups obviously offensively. But I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a a ground and pound game for them, just given the Dallas's pass rush. And Anthony, how about you? What's your take on the game? Yeah, I'm definitely looking to target the Philadelphia uh, running game in this one for sure. Uh, you know, uh, Miles Sanders is actually at 4.8 yards per carry this season, which is phenomenal. Um, actually, I'm paced for 1,400 yard over 1,400 yards this season. Already had three touchdowns. I don't know where this was when he was on my fantasy teams. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing for me. I, I was gonna say the same thing. I finally given up on him, and now he wants to go off. That's awesome. Um, but, you know, Jalen Hurts has been doing fantastic. The thing is, is he just doesn't pass for a lot of touchdowns. And so uh, with the guys like Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and A.J. Brown, you're really hoping for a touchdown here. He's um, uh, it, Both A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard only have one on the season apiece. Um, and so, you got you know, you got Micah Parsons uh, going to be creating a lot of pressure. He's already got six sacks this season. But Jalen Hurts, I, I don't know. That's hard to contain. Um, I, I do expect a hefty, hefty running game totals uh, uh, on the Philadelphia side of the ball. On Dallas's side, you know, <laughs> stop it with the Cooper Rush always better than Dak calls. I, I don't, I don't understand this. I, I think Mark, I, I, I saw something that you posted about that yeah. recently. Um, you know, look, Cooper Rush has been doing good, uh, ninety-three point nine passer rating, but the dude's only averaging one hundred sixty-seven point eight yards per game. All right, let's 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 not pretend he's a barn burner here. He's, he's a no, game classic manager. classic game manager in the in the eighties, ninety cents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four touchdowns, but no interceptions, and that's what they're looking for. Someone who can take care of the ball. You know, yes. Zeke and Pollard are doing the great one-two punch thing. They're over four yards per carry combined. Uh, CD Lamb's doing okay. You know, sixty-eight point two yards per game, two touchdowns. But with Darius Slay and James Bradbury, I mean, these two are monsters. Uh, these guys are killing it back there. And you know, let's not forget, Philly's defense also has seventeen sacks on the year. I mean, these guys are going to be rough. This is going to be a rough, rough game. It's going to be a good football where, game. This is where we find out what Cooper Rush has got. We we find out if he can be the starting quarterback for another team or we see where his flaws are. This this is going to be that test. No, I think you're right. I think this is going to be one of those old-fashioned uh, NFC East games. It'll be good. You know, I don't know if it's going to necessarily be good for your fantasy teams, but it'll be good to sit down with a whatever your favorite adult beverages and, and snack and watch it. Uh, it's going to be a good game. Uh, really exciting to watch. 
Uh, before we move on, let's uh, take another question from from Chris D. He wants to know what wide receiver should he get uh, for Cortland, uh, Cortland Sutton, J-Rob, or Ramondre. But Ramondre is a running back, correct? Ramondre Stevenson from from New England. Yes, so, he's from New England, yeah. So I think he's looking to to see if which one of those are the best trade option. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, so with this one, I would say Sutton is kind of hard to trade right now because a lot of, there's a lot of worry about Russell Wilson. I mean, Sutton's been solid, but he hasn't been Cooper Cup solid, you know. And so um, there's a little bit worried about. I don't. I think you'd be trading low on Cortland Sutton right now, especially if Russell starts to figure out this offense at all at any point this season. You yeah. might be sorry you don't have him anymore, but. If you want to trade him and J-Rob for like a, a DK Metcalf, I think you could swing something like that. But also, if you're looking to trade Ramondre, right now Ramondre is a hot commodity. You might be able to trade him for DK straight up without and just keep Sutton and J-Rob on your roster. And so it's it's really uh, what you're looking for there. I would I would I would use DK Metcalf as the bar though for for what you're looking. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, Ramondre will be almost untouchable. Uh, just given the kind of offense that New England runs, uh, they run the ball 51% of the time. He's the lead back. Damian Harris is out for the season. He's a guy that's pretty much untouchable for me unless, I'm, you know, I'm getting – he does, he's not going to have the name value, but I'm I'm trying to – I would try to get somebody like Devontae Parker. Like, like I'm, I'm trying to – Devontae Adams. You know, I'm trying Devontae Parker. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get somebody I, – I'll, I'll be trying to get somebody, you know, first-tier guy because that's what – that's the type of value that um, – that a, a A1 running back who's in that kind of offense. He, it's like AJ Brown is a great receiver. He's got he's got a pretty good matchup on, on some of those corners that we talked about. But again, if you're in an offense where guys aren't where, where their offense isn't geared towards your guy getting him the ball, getting him the opportunities, then it's tough. Uh, Ramondre is in that offense. The one thing that was holding him back is not there anymore. Belichick wants to run the ball. Brady's not there. So whether it's uh, you know, Mac Jones, whether he's coming back, whether it's Hoyer or Brian or, or Zap, they're still going to be, they're still, their, their first option, their first option, their, their game plan to go in to, to, to winning a game is going to be to run the ball. And, and he's the guy. So uh, he will be off limits for me. Um, next question we have from King No Limit. So King No Limit has Higgins, Lamb, Waddle, and Jefferson. He's looking to put Waddle on the trade block, he wants to know what a trade for uh, Mixon or any or what other running back can he get. So he wants to dangle Waddle out there. Wants to know if Mixon is a good play or if not Mixon, what's a good value back coming back to him. And he has what I would think is you know if you can put uh, Jefferson, you got Jefferson on your team. You're doing pretty good at your wide receivers and uh, Lamb as your two. Uh, so you can maybe get something strong back from Waddle. What do you guys think, uh, Anthony? You first. So I'm looking at this, and for one, I think that Waddle, you're also trading low right now. He's been a little bit banked up recently, and then obviously we know what's going on with Tua. Um, and Bridgewater, for that matter. Both of them and are Bridgewater, out. yeah, that's a very good point. Um, yeah. And so for Waddle, you're kind of trading low a little bit. I think that he'll catch back on in just a few more weeks. Um, I'd, I'd kind of hold on to him. Um, for Mixon, I'm looking – you know, I'm I'm trying to find the exact number, but his his average yards per carry this season are low, surprisingly low. I don't think that Mixon would be the trade target I'd be looking for here. Um, you know, I'll take a look around. I'll see if I can think of something in the meantime. But um, the receiver I'd be looking to trade here is Lamb. Actually, if you got Jefferson Higgins, um, that's a solid combo right there. 
Uh, Waddle, I think, will be picking it up. And Lamb, I think, is kind of your your trade high target right now. Um, he's doing he's been doing really well with Cooper Rush. Is actually his numbers are better with Cooper Rush, and that makes sense. Uh, he's the number one receiver now, and Dak's another quarterback like Matt Stafford doesn't like to throw into tight windows. And so with CD Lamb getting all that attention. You know, Dak, Dak likes to check down a lot underneath. He likes to check down to Dalton Schultz at tight end. That's what made his stock so high. And so um, I think you could sell Lamb right now a little high. And, yeah, you could probably target like a uh, – heck, go for Kenny Walker. Yeah, if you can't pick him up off your waiver wire. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would, I would definitely like that. Something like that I think you can, you can look for. Kenny Walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, no, King Josh Limit, King No Limit. Thank you for the, your question. Um, and definitely like, subscribe, and get the uh, notifications if you can. If you're not already in uh, with us, um, we're going to break down uh, the third game uh, before we get to some more questions. Let's hear what we uh, what you guys have to talk uh, have to say about the Jets versus Green Bay. So this is an interesting matchup to me because I think that. With the Jets getting their quarterback back, and uh, they didn't, it wasn't necessarily like a pretty win because they were playing against the team's third string quarterback. They are starting to build some confidence on that team. And so, therefore, maybe some of their offensive weapons are starting to come alive from a fantasy point of view. Then on the other side, you have Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, which have been trying to find themselves a little bit offensively. Give us you guys' take of this game from a fantasy football perspective. Like, who should be playing? Who should be sitting in this game? Give us a little bit of breakdown. Rob, you go first. Um, this is a – this is a, I don't want to say a tough game to break down, but I, the, the, the guy that jumps off the page for me, at least on DraftKings, is uh, if you're looking on the Jets side, is, is Brees Hall. Um, Brees Hall is at 5.8K. Um, and you saw the Jets start to use him a lot of like how Iowa State was using him um when he was there uh, obviously a receiving uh a receiving a back that can catch the ball out of the backfield and obviously a guy he can run between the tackles um the green bay packers are giving up 5.1 yards a carry so to me this screams Brees hall uh, he's had uh, i believe he's had 19 and 20 touches the last two games they're start, so they're starting to really turn the reins over to him the offense is completely different now that zach wilson is is, uh, has taken under center when they were when they when they had Flacco, uh, they were throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game, much to uh, probably uh, uh, Garrett Wilson chagrin. He probably wishes Flacco was back. Um, but <laughs> Brees Hall has enjoyed uh, the change under center. So uh, Brees Hall is a guy that I would be looking at. Um, if you flip on, if you go on over to the uh, to the Green Bay side, you know, Aaron Rodgers is I believe at an all time low at six point one k on DraftKings. Um, has just been really struggling. You have to throw 300 yards uh, in a seat. We have, to, we have to throw 300 yards in a game. Um, and the targets have kind of been all over the place. Um, looks like Watson's going to be out um, this game, uh, this particular game. And when he was out, Dubes was starting to produce a little bit more. When Christian Watson came back, um, he started to divide it up a little bit. Um, Alan Lazard uh, was looking like he was come on, but didn't play that well or didn't produce that much uh, in the Giants. And then you have a true... Uh, in the Giants game over in London. And then you have a true running back. I don't want to say necessarily by committee, but they it's split between A.J. Dillon and Aaron uh, and Aaron Jones. And frankly, you know, I like guys much better in the mid-range. I like Ramondre for six point, I believe he's 6.4K um, this week. And uh, 
also like I like Melvin Gordon going up against the Chargers. Those are the two best matchups this weekend. So if you're playing DFS, um, you know, I, I, there's no way I'm playing Aaron Jones at seven point six K. So uh you know just so just to review you, you could take a shot i think uh like- rob froze uh anthony oh i think i froze i don't think it's rob i think it's me <laughs> anthony oh, if is rob rob are you there you can finish your point we're back we had just a little well, I, I was just saying that you could if, if anything you could take i mean because it just because okay now aaron Rodgers has faced three uh three tough defenses uh in a row right he's faced new england he's faced the giants um and i believe he faced uh, there, there was another one in there, but he's facing the Jets. That's another top 10 defense. So, yes, he's faced some tough defenses, and he's he's going home, but I believe Aaron Rodgers is a tournament play. The guy that I would look for in this game, if I was choosing anybody, obviously I'm off all the Jets receivers, but it would be Brees Hall at 5.8K. And, hey, what about you, Anthony? What are you thinking? Anything uh, different from Rob, Rob says, or are you kind of in line with what Rob is saying for people who are playing season long? Yeah, I'm in line with everything that Rob said. If you want the short answer, yeah, absolutely. Rob, Rob crushed it. Um, I got all my notes, and they've all basically say the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anything y'all want? Anything y'all want to answer that game, or you have any feeling about? It? I would say this, just as a random side note, it's probably probably pretty good to be a uh, New York football fan right now. The Jets sitting at three and two, Giants sitting at four and one. I think if you had a, if you sampled the average New Yorker in the off season and said after five weeks, we'd have, you know, uh, what is that? Seven wins between them. I think they'd be happy. Uh, in the, in Absolutely. the city. So, the both teams are playing pretty good ball right now. Yeah. And they got, uh, well, they had in two baseball teams in the playoffs. Now they have one, but, uh, so it's pretty good to be a New Yorker, New York sports fan right now. Um, w- another question that we have from Jacob Cruz. What's up, man? Jacob, thank you for joining the show. He's asking about, he has Saquon, Monty, oh, I guess that's uh, from the Bears and Brees and Ramondre. Which three should he start? So Saquon, I think is definite. I'll answer that, and I'm not even the expert. Uh, and then you have um, Monty, Brees, and Ramondre. Rob, you go ahead and start. Which three are you going to start? I, I, I voted for Monty, Montgomery, Montgomery from the Bears. Well, I don't, I don't start Montgomery until, uh, until uh, you know. He he's fully looks like he's fully you know recovered. I'm I'm sticking with Saquon, Brees, and Ramondre. I, so the question is really about: Do you start Monty or Brees? You're starting you're starting you're starting Ramondre and you're starting Saquon. The question is: Are you starting Monty or Brees? Now, I would start Monty if I felt like he was healthy. If I felt like he was healthy. I'm starting David David Montgomery. I love David Montgomery. I've loved him since last year. Um, and I believe it's another Iowa State back, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they know how to really produce them. But but anyway, the question is, if is it my and you got some good right now? How do you get all them running backs on your team? <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, but I, would, I, would, I would probably lean Brees, uh, just just due to uh, you know Green Bay. Like I said, they're giving up 5.1 yards per carry. Look like they really turned the keys over to uh, to Brees. Um, and I think that uh, I still believe that uh, Khalil is going to get some carries. Um, tomorrow night. Uh, so, you know, for me, I look, I don't want to have to guess where the ball is going when you're playing fantasy. You want your guy to get all the carries, all the targets, and it just looks like Brees is that guy. We know Ramondre is going to get all the carries. We know Saquon is going to get all the carries. And I, I would say, just judging by the last two weeks, we know it feels like anyway that Brees is going to get all the touches. So that's, that's, that's the direction I would Okay, um, we have a question from Ryan Hayes Yoga. 
He's asking about a Barkley for AJ Brown and Walker trade. Would you would you pull on that? Walker, who? Hold on, who? Barkley for AJ Brown, or uh, I would say that's the Walker would be the the running back in Seattle. I would, would guess, right? Yeah, depending on your team needs, for sure, I'd pull the trigger on that. If you need the receiver, okay, go for it. Yeah, and then and and also uh, like Kenneth uh, uh, Walker, he's got a. Just judging by the the run defenses that he's been going up, I was doing some research on him because I tried to get him. The run defenses that he's facing, pretty much, uh, not I won't say from here on out, but he's got he's he's going to face some really very friendly uh, schedule. So, yes, and uh, so yes, and so and also, I think that what what people weren't expecting uh, is for Geno to play this well. So even if he does face. Uh, you know, a, a run defense that's fairly formidable, they're not going to be able to put eight in the box like you, you you normally think they would against, you know, your, your uh, uh, you know, against Seattle and against like the Geno Smith, whatever. I don't know what he drank, what he took, what book he read, if he was listening to Les Brown. I don't know what he did, but he is playing similar to how he played it. Out West of his Virginia. mind, man. He oh, my goodness. Great. So this is the best so ball he'll me, ever play. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I would I, I I would pull the trigger on that. Yes, sir. You know, maybe maybe Gino is one of those guys where we talked about before at the very beginning where the light bulb goes off late, like a Alex Smith. Maybe it's going off late for a Gino Smith. You just never know. Like he is he is playing outstanding ball right now. Um and it, it doesn't look to be honest with you, it doesn't look like he's playing outside of himself. It looks like he's playing very much within what they're trying to do and very much within what he's capable of doing. It doesn't look lucky uh, to me. Um, I would say that uh, we have another question from Jesus Christ of the league. I'm not, I'm assuming that's, I, I'm not going to say it's Jesus. I'm going to say it's Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, yes, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Waddle, Jeff Wilson, Jr. And Eli Mitchell for Devonte Adams, CD lamb and Deontay Johnson. So uh, he's got a, Lot there. He's got two backs from the uh, 49ers, a banged up Jalen Waddle and Stephon Diggs for Devontae Adams, CD Lamb, and CD Lamb and Deontay Johnson. Thoughts? No, I'm good. I'm good on that one. Absolutely. So I mean, he, you guys he, just heard he, me he say that. Stay, I think he's just I'm sorry. He should stay pat. Yeah. I mean, you heard me talk about CD Lamb being a sell high earlier. Um, Deontay Johnson has been, um, like you said, not a true number one. He's not. Um, and you know, Stefan Diggs lighten it up. No reason to think that he won't. Uh, Jalen Waddle will will come on in, in a few more weeks, and then Jeff Wilson and Eli Mitchell from the San Francisco Rams always gonna be great. The number one back there is always gonna be great, and you got you got that position locked up. So enjoy it. You're you're riding you're riding high. Yeah that that that's a that's a that's a no for me. Like for for all the reasons that Anthony. Uh, just said and and um, you know I think maybe the bye week will provide uh, some sort of solutions but you know I have Devontae Adams in, in my league and yes he's producing it you know like but with only three catches you got to have more than that and um, you know he's had some games where he's had uh, very limited touches and again that's just I, I want all the targets so um, that would that would definitely and, and you got a guy in digs who's literally getting all the targets so there's, there's yeah so anyway that, that I, I would i would definitely shut that trade down or, or just counter in some way if you see if you got somebody that they want you know just counter you know i mean put hey if he if he's looking for eli mitchell to come back in week 10 maybe you know remix the trade a little bit i mean all they can do is reject it 
Uh, looks like we lost Mark's audio. Yeah, we did. No, that was on me. I was I had, I was muted for a second. My fat, my fault. Um, he checks edits, checks in with a question. He's in a PPR league. He's got um DK Metcalf and Curtis Samuel, and uh, he's asking about a trade for Waddle and Hunter Renfro. Yeah, absolutely Thoughts? not. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I mean, Curtis Curtis Samuel has shown at least for me that he's more than just you know those first few weeks of uh you know of um uh, the flash in the pan essentially i think he's he's a part of what they do he also runs the ball um you got dk again we talked about how good geno smith is playing um hunter Renfro is i don't know he's the third receiver maybe i i, I wouldn't do that and then Jalen waddle i'm afraid of the quarterback situation down you know down in miami uh and J- yes, Jalen Waddle has has had some pretty decent games, but really it was just you know just the, the one against you know against the Ravens. So there's just there's just no way that that I I, I would do that, uh, particularly and, you, and and the Hunter Renfro is a little offensive to me. Like I, I would I I'm like what are you what are you doing? Well, so, I think well, let me let me say this. I did away Hunter and Waddle. I think you already did it. Oh, he said he already like, did it. Asking you to evaluate, but yeah. here's what I, here's what I would say though. So oh, sorry, maybe it'll work out for you. He made it no, but he made it clear he's in a PPR league, and mm-hmm. both Waddle and Hunter Renfro are 100 catch guys and guys that get last at least going off of last year's stats got ton of targets. So I don't know when you say Hunter Renfro, it's offensive. It's offensive by his production this year, but I think it's very much in line. You know that trade is a little bit more reasonable if you think that Hunter Renfro is going to return to the amount of targets that he was getting last year which was, uh, I think, pretty significant. I don't have his target number, but I know he went for over 100 catches last year. And so did Wild. the fiance Anthem's in town now. It's a completely different dynamic. He's Renfro's just more boom or bust now this year. Yeah. So they, they had, they had, they can spread the ball around in, in Vegas now. Um, you know, Curtis Samuel I actually really like, too. I, I, I'm, I'm, he's a trade target for me in Dynasty, to be honest with you. I like him as kind of a, like a Debo Samuel light. I'm trying to get my hands on him. I hope Jake's not watching this episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm completely good with that trade. You know, DK Metcalf and Jalen Waddle should get about the same amount of receptions on a weekly basis. Remember, Tyree Kill there's going to be the target hog. So for PPR purposes, Tyree Kill is the one you want. Jaylen oh, he Waddle, got he got DK. Yeah, that's a good trade. That's a great trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, sure. that's what you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now that's um, that's what's up. Okay, give us. Let's jump into uh, the area where we're going to talk a little bit about Stardom Sidum for this week, uh, guys that we should be looking at. Um, Rob, I know you always sort of give everything from the perspective of DFS. So give us some guys that, that might have some value out there for the, uh, for the dollar amount. And Anthony, you give us some guys that if you got your, your little up in the air about who you should get in the game, help us out. You know, it's a couple of us that are struggling with uh one and four records, help us out, help some of us guys get back in the win column. But, uh, Rob, you go first. You give us a D- DFS, start them, sit them, let us know some value. Um, I like uh, for for uh, stardom, a really good value. I like Rondell Moore. Um, Rondell Moore actually was uh, what, what what out of training camp in Arizona. Um, they were saying he was actually the best player uh, during training camp. Obviously, the hamstring uh, slowed him down a little bit. But uh, last week we saw him get seven catches on eight targets for sixty eight yards. Um, uh, Kyler just missed him on a on a fly on a goal route. He had he had his guy beat, but I think that was just more of a chemistry thing. I believe that the game in uh, Seattle is going to be a shootout. So I like Rondell Moore uh, this weekend for 4.2K. 
Um, and the second guy, I'll give you two guys, two more guys that I like. I like Jeff Wilson um, against Atlanta until he gets up over 7K. He's another guy that you can that you can play. I did not like the fact that uh, after he bust one for 41 yards that they brought in uh, Tevin Coleman fresh off the practice squad to poach his touchdown. Um, it was a little screen, so he kind of earned it a little bit. But I, I thought that they, the game had just started. Just leave him in there. But he still went for 17, uh, went 17 carries for 120. And I've been talking about it. We've all been talking about it the whole show. I like Ramondre. He's at 6K, um, 25 carries for 161 yards. That's, that is RB number one uh, production. That's a guy that I love. Um, he's going up against uh, Cleveland. Um, and Cleveland has a terrible run defense. They're giving up over five yards of carry. So those are three guys that I like. Uh, Anthony? Yeah, for my start sits for the week. Um, so for minor for redraft purposes, uh, I do mine based off of half point PPR scoring. Uh, I like Kyler Murray this week against Seattle. I know he's been a little down re- recently. I, he, might, he might be willing to bench him. I said don't play him in this game. Seattle's been giving up a ton of points. I think that this could be uh, end up being a high scoring affair by the end of it. Um, play him with confidence. Kenneth Walker the third against Arizona, I think, is another slam dunk. That's a duh. You know, if you just got him off the waiver wire, I don't care. I'll go ahead and get him in your starting lineup. Uh, Chris Godwin, I think, is uh, you know he's 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 coming back. He's coming back on. Uh, I think Chris God, Chris Godwin is another good trade for candidate. Uh, Top twelve fantasy points uh, in both the last two games straight. Uh, Pittsburgh is allowing the most fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position, forty eight point eight, um, including the most yards and touchdowns to the position. Uh, thank you, Gabe Davis, for you know, uh, padding that stat line. But uh, my tight end streamer for the week is going to be Daniel Bellinger uh, from the New York Giants uh, going up against Baltimore this week. Uh, in the sit column, um, I'm sitting Russell Wilson this week. Look, I know his shoulder's banged up. I know he had a little cleanup surgery. Uh, happened. Uh, he's got a long break after the last Thursday night game. I'm still not, you know, I think, he'll, I, I think he can get right in this offense. I think if, you, if you're patient with him, I think he will turn it around. Um, but this week is not the week I'm looking to do it against the Chargers. Uh, Najee Harris against Tampa Bay, I think, is another slam dunk sit. Uh, you know, Jalen Warren's been looking more explosive. Uh, Najee's hurt. He's hurt, guys. And so, you know, uh, just right now is just not the time to lean on him. In fact, um, I would sell him. If you if you can get a good wide receiver or even just another really good running back, um, I'd sell him because, in all honesty, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even looking at using him until week 13 um, when he comes back, when he gets Atlanta. Followed by Baltimore, Carolina, Vegas, and then Baltimore again. That's not a bad playoff uh, time frame matchup. If you don't have them, I would try to trade for Najee right around that, right around week thirteen. And uh, I'm also going to sit Garrett Wilson this week against Green Bay. We thought we broke down the Green Bay game earlier, and I, like like Rob said, uh, you know Garrett Wilson is uh, outside of week two. He's just not been getting it done. Um, and then for the tight. For the tight end position to to sit, I'm also going to sit Evan Ingram against uh, Indianapolis. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to struggle just a little bit in this game. So Evan Ingram is going to be the tight end that I'm not looking to stream in. Yeah, um, let's get a couple more questions in here uh, before we get out of here. Uh, we have Dylan Batia, who uh, he wants to know who wins a trade of McCaffrey and Waller for Brees Hall and Mark Andrews, full PPR. Uh, I like the the I like the Brees Hall uh, Mark Andrews side of this deal. Yeah, only I, because I, of Mark Andrews. Yeah, I hate losing McCaffrey, but Brees Hall is not bad compensation, and it, it might not turn out that way, guys. It might not turn out as well, but uh, it's not a bad shot to take. 
Yeah, I like, I mean, for whatever it's worth, I like, I, I think that's like, I don't like what's going on in Carolina. And it looks like now. Well, well, yeah, but even even as you were watching the season unfold, you looked at a team that was sort of giving up. It looked like they were giving up on their coach. Um, guys were out there just kind of doing whatever. And you might see that for the remainder of the year if they start to unload pieces um, and try to, you know, go back into a rebuild. So um, I'm yeah, like, with, I've heard that. I've heard that rumor on Twitter. Um, please, and please, like please. and like Rob said, I'm I'm definitely on the Brees Hall train. Um, not just his talent, because I think he was a good back coming out of college, but I think how they're going to be using him and protecting um, Zach Wilson as much as they can. Uh, so I really like that. And, and, and what's not to like about Mark Andrews. So um, I like that. We have one other uh, guy who wants to uh, get some information on his team. Get up that other one, uh, Gitz. He wants some help with his team. This is his team. It's Zach Wilson, Dak, Saquon, KW3, oh, Kenneth Walker III, Cooper Cup, Diggs, Godwin, Schultz, oh. London, the benches, Bateman, Myers, Dodson, McKissick, Collins, and Conklin. He's got some good players. I don't know why he's one and four with Cup and, and well, he's got bad quarterback. Well, his back his quarterbacks are not there. So, um, but he's got Saquon and he's got Cup. What what could you guys tell him to help him in terms of if he can make some moves, some trades, some ad drops, or whatever? What what, what advice would you give Gitz? Um, I would see. If you could trade Schultz and Drake London, maybe uh, and for some reason Dotson has been—I won't say for some reason—but people like Dotson, like people in general, like the overall public sentiment is that he's a, you know, he he's a he's a player that's really hot, really cool to have. I would try to package up something like that. Um, I'm not trading uh, Saquon or any other guys that we talked about. Um, I like Godwin for the same reason that Anthony does. Um, his price is still down on DK, but for season long, he's a guy that I'm, I mean, this is another hundred catch guy, hundred target guy, guys produced multiple thousand yard seasons in the past. Um, Tom Brady is starting to find his rhythm again. Uh, so you're talking about, you talk, you got three receivers right here that are just, they're killers. You got Godwin, you got Diggs, and you got cup. Um, so I, th those guys are untradeable for me. Um, and I'm not trading Saquon. Yeah, I would try to trade London. I would try to do some version of uh, Jacoby Myers. I think J Jacoby Myers is going to produce. He has produced when he's been healthy. Um, so he's a guy. Yeah, I, I, I have him on uh, on my fantasy squad. I'm probably going to start him this week, as a matter of fact. But I would probably try to do some version of that. I, like Mark said, I don't know how you you know how you manage. Uh, now I won't say how you manage because I'm sure it's not your fault. But <laughs> right. how that, this team managed to only have one win. Uh, but you know, sometimes it just sometimes it gets quirky like that. Uh, we've had a couple of guys in our league before lead in scoring and then have under 500 records for some yeah. reason. But anyway, Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, so we definitely went wide receiver heavy here, and so that's what that's where you got to unload. Uh, and I agree with you. I, I Drake London, I think, is the guy you want to unload. I would probably uh, package him and Schultz for like an Ajoku or something like that, and just lean on the Ajoku all season. Um, Zach Wilson, I think you got to dump. Um, he shouldn't be on your team. You know, I would look at the wire. If you weren't able to pick up Geno Smith or uh, Kirk Cousins is, is another good streamer option this week. I don't know if he'd be on your wire or not. Um, if you're really struggling, you could even look at Carson Wentz against the Bears this week on in the Thursday night game. You know, Garoppolo's got Atlanta. That's another so solid streaming option as well. Um, so it looks like you're going to need to stream the position, which is great because it means you need to subscribe and listen to us every week so I can tell you exactly who you should be streaming. You got to come back, um, Gitz. You got to come back, Gitz. You got to. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, you could definitely lean, lean on Myers on your bench uh, for all your substitution needs and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and I also think like a deep, a deep, a deeper streaming option could be Skylar Thompson this weekend going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they don't have their, their coverage rating is low and their pass rush is low. Um, uh, they're both rated in the 50s and in the 60s on pro football focus. So don't be surprised. And particularly with those weapons, they like they're still going to want to get vertical. Because masters. That's, that's how their team is set up. Their team is set up to get the ball, you know, in the receiver's hands and let those guys get loose. Um, even the, you know, obviously, uh, when they bring in, uh, uh, Chase Edmonds, they're looking to get, you know, get him catches. So my point is, is Skylar, Skylar, uh, Skylar Thompson's passing volume is probably going to be there. And that's all you're looking for. I'm not saying they're going to beat Minnesota, but, you know, to see him probably get close to, you know, 250, 275 yards, maybe two or three touchdowns, uh, would not be, uh, surprising for me. Last little bit of his question is he wants to know if he could pull off a Schultz in London for Goddard, should he try for Goddard? Should he try to do that? Sure. Goddard, yeah. Joku, Goddard, same, same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got to ask you guys a quick question because we got, you know, there was a lot of sentiment out there after uh, Cooper Rush had uh, a couple of good games, and then we started to get questions about is he a better fit for the team than da- than uh, Dak, which I believe is ridiculous. But what about in New England? Is this young man that's playing as their third string quarterback, is he a threat to Mac Jones based on the way they like to play? This team, they went on and put a whooping on Detroit. Detroit was now the defense really did the work because Detroit was a leading uh scoring team in the NFL, believe it or not, coming into last week's action. Uh so the defense kind of threw a goose egg up. But that offense has looked a little bit more potent uh with this Zappy, I think the guy's name is. Is there yeah. any reason Zap is there any reason for uh Mac Jones would be concerned there? Yeah, I think so. Yes, um, absolutely. I like Bailey Zapp at Western Kentucky. Um, they put up a lot of points. Now, normally that's not a big deal, right? Because a lot of that stuff does not, does, particularly at those smaller schools where they play the, the really fast offenses and, you know, they put up all those points. And a lot of times that doesn't translate. This is a different league now. This league is, this league is first of all, way more pass-friendly than it used to be. Um, Bailey Zapp, the accuracy, that's not a fluke. You know, um, he's been, he was that in college. Obviously, he had a you know he's had the game the game last week. They've got some decent weapons. We talked about Jacoby Myers, um, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar. They've all had good games this year. Um, so I I think that I think that he should be worried because I mean you look at what Mac Jones. I mean Mac Jones didn't have such a you know a great year last year. I think that I think that that's I think that that I don't necessarily say that it's open. But I think that, uh, you know, a guy like Bailey Zapp can come in and, and certainly challenge for the job. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying he's going to do it, but I like him. Right. I mean, and listen, you know, this has been a team that has some history with a quarterback that was playing well and decent and Drew Bledsoe. And a young kid came in and kind of started oh, managing the show. Who was it? It was uh, the little guy. What's his name? Tom Brady <laughs> kind of came oh. in there. I'm not calling. I'm not calling calling dude Tom Brady, but I'm just asking. I'm asking because I'm asking. <laughs> Um, Anthony, give us, uh, you know, every week we have to have our Bears corner as a Bears fan that I am. And I know, uh, you know, a team that you're very close to and you get a lot of inside scoop on. Give us our Bears corner for this week. What do what can we look for in this game tomorrow night uh, when the Bears take on the commanders? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the Thursday night game, uh, only game on the day. So everyone's always looking forward to it. Right. 
like I was saying before the show, um, I don't know about hoping for a win. I'm just hoping look to just not look like hot garbage. That personally, that's all I'm going for. And so, you know, Fields over the first three games averaged a QBR of around 50. You know, over the last two games, he's been over 97. So he's starting to get it figured out. Oddly enough, he credits yoga breathing on the sidelines um, in between drives for that success. And hey. <laughs> You know, he looks he's looking a little bit more calm. He doesn't look like his head is swimming every second of every play uh, over the last couple of weeks. He's he's looking a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. Not 100 percent, but, you know, it's it's started. We can see the improvement. Right. And so I think that's something to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if he can continue that success. You know, the uh, the Washington Manders are. Uh, only giving up about 4.2 yards per carry. So, I, you know, Monty, the Bears need to lean on the run game. Uh, I think that Monty could still get a decent workload in this game. Khalil Herbert will probably get a, a hefty workload as well. Um, it was encouraging to see Monty get four catches out of the backfield last week for 62 yards. That was nice. Um, if we could keep that a, a thing, that'd be fantastic. I want him to have at least four catches every week. Uh, he is that type of back, and the fact that the Bears have never really used him that way has always been kind of weird. But with Khalil Herbert good between the tackles, Maybe they'll start. And so, you know, Washington's been giving up 7.2 yards per attempt this season, so they are susceptible to the pass. I just, you know, Fields has been looking a little bit better. I just don't want to bank on any of it yet. I just really don't. Yeah. But there are, there are some deep balls to be had here. They've given up a lot. Washington defense has given up a lot over the top. And so definitely look for Mooney to have at least a pair of deep shots. Uh, we'll see what happens. He had a spectacular catch last week. We'll, he's going to have to make something similar. Uh, this week, if he wants to get some production, but uh, the opportunities are going to be there, um, you know, and then Wentz is, you know, been doing pretty good on the that side of the ball relative to Wentz, I guess, uh, at least what we saw last year, because that was a hot mess over in Indianapolis. But, you know, the Bears are giving up uh, a solid 6.9 yards per attempt. Jalen Johnson coming back. So the pass game, that could be OK. The pass game has been kind of where the Bears are moderate on their defense. It's in the run defense that's been really uh, the glaring weakness on this team. So uh, I do expect to see a healthy mix of uh, Brian Robinson, who's now back from the the bullet wound in his butt, and uh, Antonio Gibson with some, you know, J.D. McKissick sprinkled in there. Um, you know, it's probably going to be a run game for for Washington. So we'll just see how the defense can. This is this game is going to be all about the Bears defense. This this game will be won or lost on the Bears defense. Absolutely. Yeah, we we have trouble with the run, and uh, I anticipate us continuing. Um, my my biggest thing that I'm trying to see with the Bears each and every week is a change in culture. Um, I do like the way they fight for four quarters. They've pressed everybody. They've been in every game, probably with the exception of uh, Green Bay, and even that game came down to you know the play that we all think that. Uh, field scored on and if he scores on that that's a one possession game in the fourth quarter so I like that Iberflus has a team playing hard hopefully he can sustain that uh, through the rest of the season and of course we want to see the increased um, just play and understanding and the slowing down of the game for Justin Fields so I agree with you on that um, before we go to our last word I want to just check in with uh, Nick Perone. Nick thank you for joining the show he's asking should I try to trade Russell Wilson and DeAndre Hopkins for a better QB, he already has uh, golf as his other quarterback. I mean, it's a two I think, QB league, sure. Yeah, and I think everybody's on the table. It just depends on who you can get. Um, yeah, so I, I'm always looking to make deals. Always, always, always. Nobody is 
is ever off limits, you know, for me. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. If you can better your team, you know, by getting rid of, by, you know, moving Hopkins and moving, you know, Russell, I mean, how, who knows how long that injury is going to, is going to linger around. I mean, looks, doesn't look like he's going to take any time off. I'm not sure when their bye week is, but I, I mean, definitely kick the tires on it. I mean, cause all they can do is just say, no, just send trades. out. try to get, you know, try to get Mahomes if you can try to, you know, all they're going to do is hit, hit reject. I mean, absolutely try to upgrade your team. Yeah, I mean, I think if it's a, if it's if it's a two QB league, sure. Um, if it's if it's a single QB league, honestly, I'd probably just lean on golf and stream the position when you need to. Um, you know, I, I'd probably try to trade Wilson and Hopkins for a better wide receiver. Hopkins is coming, uh, going to be coming off his suspension soon. I think he's got like one more week, right? And so he might have some name value to somebody if you want to try to swing for like a top fifteen wide receiver. You might be able to do that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like like Rob said, if you're not trading, you're not trying. No, uh, well, awesome. Wait, hold on. We got one more, one more question. Um, could you put that question up? Uh, Quinn Lenardi asks. He says, "I'm one in four. I got screwed with Javante. Yes, Dak. Yes, Schultz. Yes, JT. I'm not sure who JT is. And Penny. Which Jonathan trade Taylor. is Jonathan Taylor? Which trade is better? Trade JT and Waddle to receive Leonard and Jamar." Or JT and Waddle for J Rob, Debo, Burrow, and Etienne. Did you guys get that? Who is Jamar? Chase? Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase. And Leonard Fournette? Yes. Okay. All right. So trade JT and, and Waddle. Waddle to receive Leonard and Jamar. Leonard Fournette or, and Jamar Chase or JT and Waddle for J Rob, Debo, Burrow, and Etienne. I would do the last one in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would do the last one. I, I won't. I mean, Debo. I don't. If that's on the table, I'm I'm taking that. And I I just think that Burrow's gonna gonna figure it out at some point. I don't I don't I don't foresee him, you know, uh, somehow you know staying uh, with this you know two twenty two hundred and fifty yards. I think those big games are coming. It's just how their it's how their roster is constructed. Higgins, they all they, those guys all run run vertical down the field. Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Mixon, they target him a lot out of the backfield. Um, he gets a lot of catches, which obviously is going to give Burrow some production. So, I mean, that I would do. I would the last one is the one I would I would do. Yeah, I, um, I kind of like both. I, I, I kind of like both here, and so uh, I think it's going to come down to bench space and what your your roster construction is kind of looking like. And so, um, you know. I hate giving up Jonathan Taylor. That, that just yeah. sucks. Uh, yeah. You know, but if, you know, Leonard Fournette has been great. And if you can uh, squeeze Rashad White off the waiver wire onto your team, I'd probably go that route because, you know, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle both will, should be hopefully stepping up throughout the rest of the season. And so it's, if, which one do you want to bet on, Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase? Well, I'm going to go with Chase, right? And so, um, if it, with the other one, I, I do like it a lot. Um, I really like the, uh, the James Robinson and ETN stack, because what you can do is basically if if you expect Jacksonville to be behind, which you should in most games, you're going to play ETN. If you expect them to run a lot, I would expect I would play James Robinson. So that's really nice. You, you just locked down that position there. Debo and Burrow, you know, you need the quarterback help, too. So I kind of get it. Um, you know, both, both are good. It's just going to depend on what you what, what how much flexibility do you have? No, awesome. Uh, Rob, do you have a uh, closing word, closing argument for us this uh, this Wednesday night? Just a just a real short one. It's one that I've uh, we posted on our 
on our uh, Stat Lines Matter Instagram page. And, I, you know, it was some advice I had for the league. And if you want it, it was basically had a couple of things. But one of the things that I wanted the league to do was get rid of the rough and the passer call. And this weekend we saw another case where a team, they got robbed of a potential, you know, comeback in the Atlanta Falcons and Tom Brady. And I also said that they need to get rid of uh, the taunting rule. Um, you know, I think the, 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 the rough and the passer call is just such a, such a, such a judgment call. And again, you know, if football is inherently rough and the quarterback is playing football, then how can he be rough if he's playing a sport that is inherently rough? If you're supposed to get, unless it's like, was it Charles Martin? Unless it's like Charles Martin slamming uh, Jim McMahon to the ground, the, the gentleman for the Green Bay Packers. Unless it's something like that. He was is, not any type of gentleman. He's a Green Bay Packer, which makes him a thug. I think I think he passed away, as a matter of fact. Uh, but anyway, that's that would be my. Uh, Did he really? Yeah, I think Charles Martin's gone. Yeah, I think he gone on to be with the Lord. Man, I know. But, that. but anyway, yeah, I that's just, what you get for doing that to Jim McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> but go. anyway, but anyway, they need to get rid of the call, man. These guys, <laughs> hey, 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 you tell your old line to block better. Your old line need to block better, but stop with the rough and the passing. Unless it's egregious or something, let that go. It's a, it's a judgment call, and I think they need to take that out of it. He, he got tackled, he got tackled. He got tackled hard, he got tackled hard. No hitting them low, though. I think they need to be upright. I thought we don't want guys out here tearing up knees and things of that nature, but all you know, the calls that we've seen in but the, the concussions are okay. <laughs> I mean, look, 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 somehow, somehow Joe Montana made it through. Somehow John Elway made it through. Somehow, you know, Brett, for all these guys. Have you seen through. those guys walk? But that's football. <laughs> that's football. Look, that's football. I mean, I understand. I, I'm okay with, I'm, I think to your point, and I know you're, you're, you're being facetious to some degree, but I just think they got to get the call right. Like we saw a couple calls this week um, in the, in Atlanta, Tampa Bay game, and then you saw another one in the Kansas City game. You know, I saw somebody tweet, and it was very poignant. It's like I've never seen anybody get a roughing the the quarterback call with the ball in their hand. You know what I mean? Like, like how do you even do that? You know, so I think I would just say get the call right and hold the refs accountable when they get the calls wrong. I think we should do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, listen, man, great show. I'm happy that uh, we made it through. Like always, um, I, I tip my cap to both of you guys because you – deliver such good uh, information, so well-prepared, um, helping me and, you know, the rest of these guys uh, construct and win in their fantasy league. Both you guys are winning players, championship players in multiple leagues. You know your stuff, and uh, I thank both you guys for coming on and doing this live show. We thank everybody who who came on today. Uh, Gitz, we got, you know, you, you, you got the question where we went through your whole roster. So you have to come back, Gitz. Um, so everybody who's in, everybody who joined us, we appreciate it. Definitely on our YouTube channel, go in, like, subscribe, get the notifications so you know exactly what time we go on. And you can catch the, the normal show every week, uh, on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, That Lines Matter, where you can find these shows and our normal podcasts. And uh, any place that you can find your podcast, that's where you should go. And, YouTube, and our YouTube yeah. channel, and our YouTube channel, of course. So I thank you guys for coming out on behalf of my partner Rob Hunter and my partner Anthony Lacassic coming from Chicago. This is Stat Lines Matter, and we're out.